Welcome to the BDB Podcast with your hosts, Shodog, Gola, and KG. Brought to you by Natty Light, a wonderfully blended and balanced American-style lager. When you want to have one, or maybe 12, go for a Natty Light. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. March Madness is over. UConn is the national champions. Who had it? Probably no. Oh, we deserve. Big Andy, real quick, deserves his props on this. I hammered him for like the last 15 years. I always had a team out in the first weekend. Big Andy hammers UConn. He sucked on every other team, but he did get his national champion <laughs> right. Did he win Scotty's pool? Second. Did the guy in first pick UConn? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, few. Yeah, yeah. There was only two, and he got second to the two. But all that matters did, is did, pick the champion. Did that pay any money out second place in news pool? Yeah. I think yep. top three do. Yeah. So. Yep. Ma- isn't Maureen? Maureen's Scotty's mom. That's who won it. Yeah. No Great. Shit, dude. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable, dude. <laughs> Did you guys watch the entire game? Oh, yeah. No. You didn't? Well, it was late. That's ridiculous. 920 yeah. starting? Starting. fucking yeah. awful. If it was a closer game, would you have a goal? I fell asleep on the couch. That's the only reason. I mean, I, I was like, well, I watched it. I think I watched. First of all, the reason I fell asleep because the first half was just. Yeah, it was kind of a boring game, at least from what I watched, because Deuce. it's like the first like two or three minutes was great because both teams could miss, and then San mm-hmm. Diego State couldn't score for ten minutes. I think I saw this. There was some stat at the end of the game where San Diego State had like four different runs of not scoring a single point and for three minutes. You know what I mean? Like three, four different times where for three minutes straight they didn't score at all. It's pretty rough to. Yeah, it was the like game doing that. The girls' game was totally opposite. Like. I was like, oh, my God, let me Google and see what time this game starts. Must be something late tonight on a Sunday. 3.30. So the yeah. girls' game started at 3.30. The guys' game starts at 9.20. Can we get, like, something in between for both of them, like 7.38? I don't know. Um, that would be much better for us on the East I would, Coast. I was actually excited. I wanted to watch the women's game because I hadn't watched Caitlin Clark mm-hmm. play all year. And then I was out and about doing shit, and I was actually stopped by your house, and the game was on, and I was like, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even know. I thought it was gonna be on tonight at like, you know, seven or eight o'clock. But yeah, the fucking times, man. I don't know why they do that. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And I don't know who said it. They uh mentioned how the NCAA just hasn't given us a good national championship. The girls game sucked. I mean that I mean, not that it sucked, but it was just like it was a blowout. It was over in the first quarter. I mean first half. Um the guys game, everyone knew UConn was gonna win. I mean San Diego State made a little run in the second half, but it was pretty dominant um, run by UConn. They're just a, you know, a class above everybody else this year. Obviously, we saw what happened in football. Georgia is just untouchable. So um, NCAA giving us some massive blowouts this year. Mm-hmm. What do you guys, what do you think about this? If they, they change the scheduling around for Final Four was played on Thursday night, championship game on Saturday night. I'd love it. Wouldn't you like that a lot more? I, I hate, I, I hate like fo- college football, NFL, 
uh, match brightness. I hate games that are like the finals are on Monday night because they start yeah. at fucking eight thirty nine o'clock, yeah. and then you got halftime. The games don't get over to fucking midnight. It's like this is like ridiculous. Even if they did same city, different venue, but championship uh, final four game on Thursday, championship game on a Sunday. But like the girls did start at three, and the guys were at a different venue, and they started at like six. Oh, were they in the same city? I don't even know. I, I don't, don't even know where the girls were. They were. But I think that would be pretty cool if they did. Yeah. Eh, maybe it doesn't matter. But I mean, as long as they were staggered, I think a lot more people would actually tune into the girls if they knew the guys are following. Um, it's like it's almost like March Madness, you know, like you start like it's a whole day of basketball. That would be a whole day of basketball too. Just have the girls earlier, which they already are. So why not yeah. just have the guys play on Sunday around, you know, eight o'clock, eight thirty? I wonder what the number, like obviously, like the amount of attendance for like the females games is gonna be a lot less. I mean, they're not in a football stadium; they're in a where they they played in some NBA stadium. I don't know. Can't remember which one. Can't remember the city where they were in, but they played in an NBA stadium. Uh, where like obviously the men's games are always in a football stadium. I get them, and like that's another thing we could talk about too is like. A basketball game. They're doing it obviously for the money, but like I can imagine there's some brutal seats to be watching oh, a you, basketball game in a football stadium. You look at all the 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 videos and pictures, like it's awful. Like the the people they have to look like ants running around on that court. Like you got that you can't see there's no way you see the ball go in the hoop like every single time. There's no way it's if worth it to be there. No. That seems wild to me. No, there's no way to like it's just to say that you were there, maybe. Yeah, but, like, I wouldn't. I, so I honestly probably wouldn't mind it. Just like, I mean, it depends what the price is, right? But like, I think the atmosphere would be a fucking blast. Um, you could see everything on the big board anyway. So, like, sometimes just going in the atmosphere is fun, but like, I wouldn't want to pay a lot of money for it. I can't imagine because you buy those tickets ahead of time. I can't imagine mm-hmm. buying those tickets and then the game ends up being San Diego State Yukon and you have shitty seats. Right. Like that would be absurd to me. Like I can't imagine spending money on that. It, so it wouldn't bother me. I I I think you go for the experience. You're not going for like I just don't have money to sit up close and turn that. So, I mean, you're going for the experience, and I think the experience itself is amazing. And if you're going to go, you might as well go for the Final Four. And what you'll find out is when a team loses in the Final Four, so there's, I mean, a first game, say, whoever's playing in it, um, FAU, they lose. Their fans are like, fuck it, let's go out and let's get go have dinner and go to the bars or whatever. Um you just take their seats and you move up. And next thing you know, if you're quick enough, you can get up to row 15, 16. But the national championship, obviously, you're not going to move up. But like I said, I think you're there for the experience um, and tell everybody that you went and take photos and try to push your way up a little bit. Take some more photos um, and just and just live in the moment. Yeah, that's definitely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess what I'm saying is I just can't imagine spending money for those two teams and then the way the game turned out to be. Yeah, I can't imagine because I'm sure that any ticket, even the cheap seats, are probably pretty expensive. Yeah, but like this is probably an anomaly too. Like think about like I, I bring up North Carolina's like last two times North Carolina made it, they obviously lost both of them, but like both games were absurd, right? Like 
what is it, four or five years ago, they lose to yep. Villanova on the buzzer beater, which is insane. Like that, that, that could happen in a championship game. And then last year against Kansas, like where they blew like a 15 point lead to lose that one. So like this year is probably like the exception to the rule, like where most championship games are probably pretty good. And like the money's probably is worth it. But like, I just can't imagine spending money on this year's. Yeah. A lot of it depends. Like the ticket prices usually depend also on who's in there. Like, obviously if you have Duke, yeah. the following is monster or North Carolina um, or Kansas, but the tickets will obviously be cheaper. Unless you, I, wonder, I mean, if you buy them ahead of time, you're going to pay anyway, but like closer towards the actual game, it's going to be. Yeah, cheaper. I wonder when they go on sale. Like, I wonder when you can actually start buying them. There's usually be- a um, list you can get on. So I've already signed up for the list for 2024 March Madness. But it, it's like before the brackets probably even released. Yeah. You can buy them. Yeah. Yeah. That makes. So I think that's what we did last time, and it made Selection Sunday even better. Mm, you know, you want the teams in that region. See, yeah, and we had yeah. like a, we went to Boston uh, uh, back in I wonder what year that was probably like twelve years ago. Yeah, was I would say two thousand ten, two thousand twelve. Um, it wasn't ten. It was it was after I got back from Florida, so I'm guessing it was a twelve or thirteen probably. Okay, but um, yeah, we went to Sweet Sixteen in Boston. Um, so we went Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. We didn't end up going to the Elite Eight because we couldn't get tickets for a decent price because the teams that were there were Ohio State, Syracuse, um, Cincinnati. Since he was there, was Wisconsin the other one? I can't remember, man. I remember Ohio State was really good. I mean, they had Kraft and Jared Sullinger at the time. So, um, but it, the March, March Madness is coming back to Boston. So we're trying to get a crew. Um, I'm sure tickets will be out of this world, but. We're at an age where we can get that. We're going to do it. We're going to treat ourselves. We're going to plan. We're going to be ahead of time. And we're not going to be uh, chasing our tails for tickets and stuff. So. And we're going to be staying in a hostel, baby. Let's go. Slip, so, <laughs> so, sure, it was um, Syracuse, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Do you have the year, too? 2012. Yep. Um. So I remember. I remember the the first game. I can't remember who played in the first game, but I remember because the games didn't start till seven, whatever, six thirty, whatever, six thirty o'clock. That's yeah, good English. Um. But we were like obviously like drinking all day, so no. it's like I think I felt. If you guys can believe this or not, I may or may not have like dozed off watching the game in the stands. And you weren't the only one by any means. Um, that that brings me to the point. Kevin's was talking and made an inside joke about it being a hostel. He he says that because we're going to March Madness. Um, there's probably going to be end up being twenty-ish guys. He wants to know, like, we're not going to spend time in the hotel, so why are we spending big bucks? And then Zach's side of it, and probably more my side, is like, well. We need to be comfy, um, and the time we do spend is sleeping, and us old men need sleeping. Where Kev's like, "Fuck that, let's just have a good time. We'll be be ready to roll." Um, it's a tough decision. We're gonna have to get a group uh, feel for it, and what we do if we go for like an economy kind of uh, hotel in Boston, or or we get a nice one. 
I mean, when I sent it to, it was joking, but still, like, I guess the, it still stays true. Like, we're not going to be in the room often, right? And it's not like these rooms are just you sleep on the fucking floor. There's still beds in there, you know? Yeah, it wasn't like a hostel you see in Europe. And yeah, no, it was like legit. Uh, just it just it reminds me of a door. It reminds me of a dorm room with more beds. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think at at our at our age, we do need our beauty rest. And like if I know you, Kev, if you go party hardy on a Thursday, you're going to need your sleep. You're going to need recovery. You're going to need a uh, big dog to be ordering you DoorDash to the hotel for coffee to get your ass going for. I mean, we got to drink Thursday. Friday, Saturday, and that depends if we come back Saturday night or we spend three nights and we come back Sunday. That that hotel with well, the big bed where you stretch your feet out, that, that gotta be pretty nice, my guy. Have they already said what the schedule is though? Because couldn't it, it is, be Friday? It is Thursday, Saturday. It's Thursday, Saturday. It does, okay. It does say that. So okay. that's huge too because last yeah. time it was Friday, Sunday, yeah. And like obviously we had to get back from Monday. Right. I do. Sorry. I do like the the Thursday. Obviously Thursday, Saturday would be much better, but Yeah, that's huge, I think. That is huge. The cool thing about it is like for us is that like if if like Duke and North Carolina, I'm I'm gonna leave Florida out of it because I don't even know if they have a basketball school right now, but if like Duke and North Carolina are legit, they're most likely gonna be in the East region. So like there's yeah. a chance, you know, you could mm-hmm. see them play. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna hold my breath on that for like anytime soon. But I was, um, I was gonna ask you guys this. I'm sure it's like probably a little bit difficult for you to answer because like Florida won two national titles like back to back, and then they've been pretty much irrelevant in Mm -hmm. college basketball after that. But or even before it for the most part. But like, have obviously Duke's had a ton of success. Like you probably like really don't remember like the the national titles in like the early. 90s but like right not at all it's like 2000 like which team do you think or i guess the it's a two-part question which team do you think that of the duke's national titles was the best and like which team was like your favorite oh one for sure easily the best that team was insane i thought with like jason williams like batty a like they yeah uh, i don't was like i don't think was langdon, langdon was on. on there was he before that was he 99 or whatever i think he was before yeah yeah uh, that team was just like insane to me. And like, just like the run they had, like they lost, they were losing. They should have lost the final four game to Maryland. I think it was Maryland. They, yeah, to Maryland, they were losing by like 18 points at one point in the game. And then like, was that, the, was that Lonnie Baxter and like Juan Dixon? Yeah, Juan Dixon. Yeah. 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 Like that Duke team was just like super awesome. I think it was like Jason Williams was like one of those guys was like his career just got ended way too soon because of a freak accident where he would have been like a fun guy to watch in the NBA. But Definitely that old one Duke team for me. Favorite and best. Uh like I don't know. Probably one of my favorite Duke teams is a team that never won, and that's like with Reddick. Yeah. But makes sense. Yeah. I just loved watching Reddick, and I think he was like a perfect villain because like he could actually like back it up. So yeah. like Duke's had other villains like Greg Paulus and like, but he didn't really like back it up. People just hate him because he was like a douchebag, you know what I mean? But like he didn't do anything in the court to like back it up where reddick was like that perfect villain so right yeah he's pretty fucking awesome just for the record since 2000 final four appearances florida three championships two 
Duke okay. UNC. North um, uh, UNC is four and two. Duke same three and two. That doesn't make any sense. Carolina's got four national titles since two thousand four. Since two thousand. Yeah, Duke has three since two thousand. Three championships. Oh, maybe no, maybe Carolina's got three. Carolina's got oh five, oh nine, and oh and seventeen. And seventeen, so they have three. Let me tell you, I'll take that minute back. <laughs> Good thing I edit this now. That tweet was from 2012. <laughs> well, that would that explains it. Yeah, that, that would explain it. that. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I don't know where you guys are going. I wasn't even listening. I was trying to find that. But well, what's your favorite UNC team, Gola? So my favorite, I think my favorite and the best was the old nine team. Hansrow was a fucking machine, and Ty Lawson is. Was a one man fast break. What year was that? Oh uh, nine. Yeah. The team was awesome. They they just beat the shit out of most everybody in the tournament. I think that year they hammered Michigan State in the finals. Um. Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite team because I just like I said Lawson and um, yeah, Hansborough were awesome. I will say like obviously the team in 05 with like Raymond Felton, Rashad McCants, mm. Sean yeah. May, Jawan Williams, Jackie Manuel, that team was fucking loaded too. Uh-huh. Um but no, it's probably the 09 team for sure. Who were the 17? Who's on 2017 that was like good? I can't remember anyone. 17 was Was it the lefty point guard they had? That no, like it wasn't tall pay... No. Not Marcus Page, I don't think. That's what I was thinking. Seventeen of. was like, wasn't that like Ed Davis and? No, oh, that was Luke May. Was that Luke May? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Sean. Joel. Oh, Joel Berry. Joel. That was Sean May. No. No, Sean. He was the Sean... 05 team. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's. Oh, Marcus Page was on that team. Remember he hit that double clutch three pointer. Oh, against Gonzaga, right? But that no, that was against show. no, that was against Villanova, and then they, that's when oh, the one they, the one they lost. Out. Okay, the one they lost. Yeah. So this one was Theo Pinson, Joel Berry, Kennedy Meeks, Isaiah Hicks. Um, who else was on that team? Luke May, Justin Jackson. Yeah. That team was pretty, yeah, pretty legit too. But yeah, no, the O nine team definitely was my favorite. Like it's it's crazy to think like UConn because like son of five championships since since nineteen ninety nine, and so they have the most championships over that span, right? But they've also had some like pretty rugged years in between there, right? Right. But the crazy thing to me is that those five championships is three different head coaches have won them, and like granted the one that Kevin Ollie won, I think Calhoun left in two thousand ten. Kevin Ollie comes in 2011. So it's kind of, it's kind of like Calhoun's team, right? He's got one year of recruits under uh, one year of uh, yeah recruits under him, but it's basically still Calhoun's team, but he still won a championship with them. It's pretty impressive that. Yeah. Not only do they have the most, but they've done it with three different coaches. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. I think I, I saw something too. That was like, they're the first team in the history of the tournament to win all six of the games by like 13 points or more. Really? think so well i, I saw something i saw something that said they they won in their average their their average margin victory like wasn't the most ever like some team wanted their average margin was like 21 points a game or something like that 
That's crazy. Yeah. It's a pretty goddamn impressive run, dude. Like, the brackets this year really got blown up, so it's not like you kind of had to run through a gauntlet to get to, like, where they, you know what I mean? Right. They had a they had a fairly easy path to get yeah. there, but, like, they still, every, a lot of teams had easier paths this year because the bracket was so torched. And, like, you can't just fucking, like, it's weird to say that when a four seed wins it all, to say that the best team won won the championships this year, but it's like, I think you could make an argument that they were the best team. When it mattered. And they figured well, it out and, at the right time. Yeah, There's they no figured it out. And, yeah. and I think, too, is like if you look at it, like, I believe they were, like, like November, December, like, were pretty dominant for a, for a stretch. And then they kind of had, like, a hiccup in, um, like, January. Then I think, like, February, March again, they just kind of, like, figured it out and started dominating. So, I mean, what was their, what was their final record? Uh, was they didn't it? lose outside of their thirty-one conference. and eight. I mean, they didn't lose outside of conference. Yeah, they, I think they were like eighteen and zero and out of, out of conference, which is fucking crazy. And wasn't it that there was no out of conference game that was within ten points? I think too. I think every out of conference game they won by at least ten. Yeah. So it's like I mean, like I feel like it was like they probably just probably may have been the best team in the country all year long, and then just like had like a rough rough stretch of it at one point, and then. The Big East was a, was decent this year too. The Big East had like some pretty solid teams. Like Marquette was a top seed, Xavier was a top seed. Uh well, Creighton was like what like middle of the road. So I mean, it wasn't like so, it was a bad conference either. So if you look at this, so look at their schedule right now. Now they didn't obviously play too many good teams early. They started out 14 and 0. They beat Alabama by 15 mm-hmm. in November. Beat Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, uh, Florida, Butler, Villanova. And then starting on New Year's Eve, they lost. They went loss, loss, win, loss, 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 win, loss, mm-hmm. one, three straight, loss. And then they. Yeah. They had a rough stretch somewhere in the middle. They had a rough stretch and then they just started fucking dominating teams again. I'll tell you what's scary about UConn. Is that they're really good. They know their roles. Like they have some really, really, really good role players. But I don't know if any of them are good enough to be like NBA studs. Yeah. Um, which scares me that like these guys could come back. Yeah. Um, like they'll lose the I think the only guy that I know that they'll lose is Cal Caltara, whatever, the the little white kid that comes off the bench and sh- Call him Joey California that jacks up threes. Um, Why is he I mean, a he's senior a, or something? He's a good player, but yeah, yeah, he's a senior. And and but like Sonoko's like really good, but I, I don't know if he's like first round pick good in the NBA. And who's to say that like after being a national champ, he doesn't make more money staying at UConn um, as right. like the face of college basketball? So just looking at a mock draft, they got two guys from UConn in the first round. It's gotta be Jordan Hawking, right? Yeah, Jordan Hawkins, and then that other tall white dude, Donovan Klingon. Klingon, Klingon, I can't remember his name. But yeah. he's not going to leave, I don't think. I mean, he didn't even start for that. Like, I feel like he could really, if he has a really good year next year, I even better than he had this year as a freshman, but, like, he could really raise up the up the boards. Um, Jordan Hawkins, and Jordan, the crazy part about Jordan Hawkins is if you look at, like, mock drafts before the tournament, he's nowhere. And yeah. now... 
you look at him and, and and like the only reason why I know that is because I started checking him. I'm like, this guy's release is the fastest, one of the fastest college releases I've ever seen. Like he is unconscious and it's fast. And usually when you shoot that fast, it's not accurate. And it's only special guys can be that shooter. But you see Hawkins and I'm like, holy shit, this guy, this guy should play in the NBA. So he's the guy who scares me that leaves. But like they have other players around him. The other freshman, they have the white, the Caribbean. He's, he's a decent mm-hmm. player. Um, and but, so I, I'm looking at like somebody's projected like the way too early top 25 for next year. And they have them UConn number one and they have a, they have a recruiting class. They have a kid coming in who's a 15th player ranked in the country. The one that's 55 and one that's 84. So they actually have like a really good fucking recruiting class coming in yeah. too. So it's no, they could be. Yeah. And then you have kids like the, the Andre Jackson kid that, um, plays like their power forward, sometimes point guard. He doesn't want to score at all. Like he can't, he can score here and there. Like he, he'll dunk it and you know, he's not, a, but like, that's a role player that wants to defend rebound and just create and space for his other, his teammates. Like that's huge. Like a lot of guys, you know, they get in those moments that they're, he's like a good player. They want to prove that they can make it to the next level. Well, sometimes to make it to the next level, you just got to know your role. Mm-hmm. And they have those guys, man. <laughs> Like Joey California, you watched him come off the bench. It was like he was just if he had any daylight, he's gonna shoot. But like that's what you want. You want guys that know their role. So if you know that, that's like a pat like if you're a good offensive rebounder, which Sonoko and the other big monster, the tall guy, are awesome offensive rebounders, like that's like a pass for them. You know what I mean? If that doesn't go in, that should be your your rebound put back. Yeah, their length was a huge issue. Yeah. For like everyone. every team. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. They're just so long. Everyone is, even like their guards. So yeah. Like like you caught it's such like a weird program to me. I'm still just thinking about that. Like if Dan Hurley's offered a job at Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, like he's right. leaving, right? I see. I do. You know, so it's so funny. You think he stays. That. You think mm-hmm. UConn's a program I, you stay? Yeah, because you got to think like he. I think he's um, a different breed where he's going to be loyal to that. That. So think about it, think about his father for a little bit. Like his father was the head coach of Oak Hill and never left it in 50 years. Is known as the greatest high school coach of all time, with offers to be, you know, a college coach at a lot of good Division One programs. But he decided that he wanted his legacy in in college in high school basketball. I think the same thing with Hurley. If he's smart, like you just UConn's a. I mean, we've already said it. They're a blue blood, and if you got one already and you can get your recruits to stay there, I think that's. I think that shows. You're committed to your players. Uh, he played at Seton Hall, so I don't know if like the Big East Rick runs through his blood too. You know, maybe like that mm-hmm. keeps him there. But it's not like he's going to be leaving to go to his alma mater. That's for sure. Like he's not going to no. go to Seton Hall. So I don't know. I think it'd be really hard. Like if if like some if for some reason Kentucky says, you know what, Calipari's done. Like let's bring in Dan Hurley. Like I don't know if he turns that down. That seems. Like know. if you like, if you were to let me ask you this, well, kind of a way to where is is UConn a top? They're definitely not a top. It's not a top five job in the country. It's probably not top seven either. Is it a top ten job in the country? Yes. It's so weird because like I think if you would have asked this question last year, we would have said like fuck no, UConn's trash. Like they haven't been good for like you know. But then you look at it and they've won five championships over the last twenty years. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. 
But like, it doesn't seem like it holds the same like weight as like a Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas to me. It just doesn't even seem right, like well, it's in the same realm. All right, so that's what I'm, I was gonna say. I'm gonna go through. So it's obviously not a bigger job than Duke. It's not a bigger job than Carolina. It's not a bigger job than Kansas. It's not a bigger job than Kentucky. Is it bigger than UCLA? Yeah. It's got to be, I think, right? I mean, Ooh, I don't know, man. Dude, UCLA has been relevant in 30 years. I still think it's UCLA, though. I still think that. I'm not saying that. Who like, is the UCLA is, coach? Mitch, is it? Um, I don't know. Is it Cronin? Exactly. You don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is that I'm not. I guess like you talk about those like historical programs, like it, whether they're good or bad, like whether how the programs, like you can make an argument that Indiana is a bigger job than UConn because of the history at Indiana. I'm not necessarily saying it's a better job and Hurley should like think about leaving UConn for UCLA or like something like Indiana, but like in the, like historically in the grand scheme of things, people will look at those colleges as bigger jobs than UConn. I think. I'm not yeah. say, like I said, but I'm not, but I'm not saying he should like consider leaving UConn for them. I think like I, I just got a feeling that to me a lot of like West West Coast like sports just in general like the people out there just don't care as much as like East Coast fans do, and I feel like if if Hurley wins in UConn, he's looked down as like a fucking legend already. Where if he won in UCLA, like, I don't know if he gets that same reception. You know what I mean? And yeah, like, no, I understand that. I think like, I think if, if you would ask, like ask us back in the nineties, like when you, when UCLA was still relevant, like obviously, yeah, but UCLA, UCLA hasn't done anything. Like no one has done anything out West. Like in so long, it seems like every fucking okay. national championship so, basketball is like basically from like the Mississippi East. Do you think, let me ask you this. If, if he left UConn and went to Indiana, won a national title in Indiana, he's revered more. Yeah, he might be the Indiana. UConn. I, yeah, I think India is a way big, bigger like basketball like state than. Well, California's. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so it's like I just think like yo, he goes to Indiana, wins a national title, he's gonna be looked at more like I I don't revered more for winning it there than it would be if you won one than winning one at UConn, in my opinion. I think you could make cases for the other schools. I think like Michigan State, you could make a case for, but I I don't think that Hurley would leave would leave UConn except for those four schools that we mentioned the top four. I think any of those top four come calling, I think Hurley would leave. But I think anything else, he'd probably say like, you know what, I'm I'm good here. That's my yeah. I think those four. It. Now that you say it, like I mean, I'm looking at teams with the most national championships, UCLA. But I like I like we said, we've already touched that. I don't think UCLA is the premier program anymore. Like history wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like nowadays, now. Like if you ask kids nowadays who has the most national championships, they're not going to say UCLA probably. Yeah. Um, Kentucky, bigger. North Carolina, Duke, um, Kansas, but even UConn has more national championships than Kansas. So, I mean, like history-wise, it depends how you look at it. Like, mm-hmm. is history just national championships? Because Indiana, UConn is the same, but I would agree Indiana is a much bigger basketball state and i think it would do like unbelievable things for indiana but it also is like an incredible amount of pressure oh in indiana yeah since since bobby knight left so um i, I yeah yukon is to me a top I mean, easily top 10 i don't like i'm just looking at this like villanova cincinnati florida louisville um nc state they, these all have two national championships not even like close to me for yukon 
Um, but I do, I, I do agree with what Kev said. If we asked this question last year, I'm not sure we're saying. Yeah. I'm I'm saying there's a chance that we said UCLA and Indiana are definitely better jobs than UConn. Yeah, I right. think if you asked last year, it's definitely a recency bias thing. If but Villanova I don't or oh, no, UConn, Nova's not. That's another one. Nova's another one. I think. Right. I think if you asked Villanova or UConn last year, you would say probably Villanova um, mm, because right. of Jay Wright. But now, obviously, winning another one, it's UConn. It's good to see UConn back on the map. I used to hate him though, so I'm like I kind of enjoyed him this year. So that that kind of hurt me inside. What we think would be more impressive as a coach to like do what Shashevsky did, right? Like be at a school for fucking ever, win five championships, or like be a coach where you like you you bring a program up like UConn, win a championship, then you move on to like maybe North Carolina, win a championship there, and then who knows, maybe fucking move on to like Kansas, win one there. Like, would it be would it be more impressive to win like a bunch at one school or to like jump no. ship and like build the programs up and build, win more at like at seven? I schools? think it's. I think it's easier to get a program, build a program up as it is to maintain for 35 years like Coach K did. Yeah. You think it's easier what Coach K did to, just to build it? I, and then... No, 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 no. I'm saying I think it's harder to do what he oh. did to maintain. Like, I, I just, I think like, because all you need truthfully, like if you have like one good recruiting class, you can oh. win a national title. Dude, Florida easily. is on this list Yeah, for one class. Right. Yeah. It's one so class I mean, and they're on this list. So like you could get like catch lightning in a bottle with one awesome class, win a title or two, go somewhere else and do the same thing. I think it's way more impressive to like and more difficult to start a program, build it up, and then maintain it at an elite level for what was it, thirty-five years or forty years, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's way more difficult and way more impressive than like going to three or four different schools and win it. Because I just I just think the way like the recruiting recruiting is these days, like you just got to get hot. Like you get one good class at each school and you can fucking do it. And with the transfer portal and shit now, it's, it's just not, it doesn't make, I don't, I don't know. And I can't believe I'm giving him credit, but I, I mean, what he did at Duke was just absurd. Well, you were rooting for him this year. Yeah, you were. (laughs) Well, yeah, he was, well, coach K's gone. You see, a, you see he's in commercials now, coach K like, uh, it's like some insurance and some insurance commercial. It's fucking stupid. I don't know. It's it was it was dumb. He's at like some national park or something, and he's like sightseeing, and I don't know, something <laughs> stupid. But, uh, yeah, I I think uh, what's what's nice about college basketball, like obviously college football and like anything football has like the entire nation like under locks as the most favorite sports, right? But like. College basketball has so much parody in it, dude. Like, where every year it's like a new team is near at the top. And, like, sure, we have the Blue Bloods who are, like, sniffing the Final Four every year. But, like, there's been a lot of different winners in college basketball over the last, like, 10 years. But college football is just basically Alabama, Georgia, Clemson over the last 10 years. So, yeah, I wish football was a little bit – I wish it would kind of start following this basketball trend of, like, more parody. Because I think it would make just the college oh, way, more. way more exciting, I think. Uh, sure. It's it's impressive to like watching like Georgia like do what they did the last two years, but like at the end of the day, it kind of fucking sucks for the championship game to you know watch them like that. Where this basketball stuff that's been going on has been pretty cool, so hope it keeps going that way. And um, you know, despite 
March Madness ending. Usually what, what that means is March Madness ends and then the greatest weekend in the springtime arrives. So it's Masters Week. It's when you guys week. are listening to this tomorrow, you could probably put it on. Well, probably not on TV, but you can do something and yes, bring it. Hello, Let's friends. Hear it. Welcome to a tradition unlike any other. Hello, friends. It's just, you know, it's just absolutely fantastic. God damn it. I love the master so much. I'm so jazzed up. Oh, oh, oh. oh sure. We're trying to play an ad on, uh, on <laughs> yeah. YouTube. We're selling ads. I didn't now. hit confirm. <laughs> Stop sharing. I thought I stopped and then, yeah. I feel like this year, uh, it could be like the TikTok effect, but I feel like I'm seeing way more behind the scenes shit of Augusta National of like just people oh, like yeah. driving down Magnolia yeah. Lane, oh, people like walking through like the concession stands. Like I saw a cool one of like a guy saying like, how much money am I going to spend on the concession stand? He goes through and he grabs like two sandwiches, like a fucking some ribs, like a beer and a bag of chips. And it was like 12 bucks. You know, it's like that's, yeah. that's like one of the best things with the Masters of the prices. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, it's like so cheap. Uh, I can't. I can't even. I can't even imagine. Like, you think you would be nervous driving down Magnolia Lane? Lane? Fuck yeah. I think I'd be nervous. I would. Of like, just like the anticipation of being cry. there. <laughs> I'm not even joking, dude. You are emotional. I saw something I that said able... like, if you were driving down Magnolia Lane, what what's what song would you be playing in the car? The Master Season. Oh, that's that's all. I just you would. wouldn't even be a song. I think I'd turn the radio just off. I think I'd just drive yeah, and like and enjoy the. I think you start with the masters. I think you guys have nailed it. I think you start with the masters, uh, theme song, and then when you get closer and closer, you just slowly turn it down. Mm-hmm. Just take it all in. It's um. Did you guys see it today? So they did the par three contest today. Um. Did you guys see the highlights of that? Was it Seamus Power? I didn't got see a hole in one. Hole in one on back to back holes. Wow. What did he win? Or I don't know. Well, hold on. Let me let me verify. It was either back to back holes or regardless. He had, two of, with, regardless. Yeah, he had two of them in the round, though. Holy fuck! Is that curse yeah, still was, going on? Like the winner of that's number one. I think so. I don't, and I don't I have no idea who won it. Like those guys, um, there must be a prize for winning it. So I would think like the guys who were good must not try to win it because of that curse. But, like, if you're, like, a guy who, like, it'd be nice to win some well, money on this. Right. So, if you notice it, you see a lot of guys, like, letting their, like, wives hit balls and their kids uh, pop and all yeah, that yeah. shit. So it's like, oh, and that counts? Yeah, so he, so it's a score? I think so. <laughs> yeah. So, they know, they know about the curse. Then. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he got a whole – it was a whole of one on back-to-back holes. That's awesome. Yeah. Impressive. It's pretty fucking crazy. Do you, do you know who won? I don't. Let's see if I can find it. I feel like it's like nothing. Tom, like I don't. I feel like Tom Hoge or Tom Hodge. Tom Hogue, yeah. Hogue. So he's definitely he's definitely not winning. He got a hole in one also. What do you get for winning it? Uh, I don't know. He's got a pretty cool little crystal uh, jug here in this picture <laughs> I'm seeing. But that guy, if he needs money, he should spend it on some. No, I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. I'm not gonna be mean. Guys got some rugged Are we feet. doing a positive powwow without doing a positive powwow? <laughs> not gonna be mean. Okay. Um. 
Who are oh. you guys? Who are you looking forward to other than Tiger? Um, watching at the Masters. Like, does does the the Netflix series Full Swing does that like push anybody over the top for you, or is it just the same old stuff? Are you looking forward to seeing the live guys there with um the PGA players? Who are you looking forward to other than Tiger? I uh, I never watched the what's it called? Full Swing? What do you call it? Yeah. Full Swing. I never watched it. So, uh, the one guy that I'm excited for, like in our pool, I did not pick him. But the one guy I'm excited for, because I think he is nasty, is Max Holma, dude. I just want to see, like, Max have, like, a – because, like, last year he had a pretty good year. And, like, he was in contention a lot. And I, I'd love to see that guy just win it, because I think he's an awesome dude off the course. So. Yeah, I'm a big, I like, I'm big Holma guy. Um, I – a couple guys, and this is – I mean, I've, I was a fan of him before the full swing, and I – like, it just made me like him even more. It's Finau. I freaking oh, love yeah. Finau, he's dude. Good, he's good, such good, a good dude. Um, has he not won one? I'm at, he's not won a major, right? No, no, he hasn't. He's been, been there like, close a lot. He was in the final group when Tiger won it um, this last time, but he's yeah. been there. Finau's awesome, and I'm I love Rory. I mean, I know that's like a popular pick, and it's oh whatever, but I fucking love Rory. I want to see him win here. I want to see him uh, complete the career Grand Slam. Um, so I'm I'm always gonna pull for Rory, but. Um, yeah, this, the thing is, it's so weird. Like, I feel like you always find out who you want. Like come like Saturday and Sunday, when you're looking at the leaderboard, you look at the top 10 or 12, you're like, what? I don't want this guy to win anybody, but this fucking guy, right? or like any, one of these three people, I want them to win and I'll be happy. But if it's anybody else, I'd be like, eh, this is dumb. Like, it's just, it's so funny how I do that with like golf tournaments. I mean, I think Rory's different, but do you. I always tend to root for more. I, I don't even root for Rory. So I root more for the American guys, no matter what. Most typical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most ty- typically. Um, yeah, I said probably I do too for the most part, but like Rory's like an exception to the rule. Like if it was John Rum or, you know, any American, I'll most likely root for the American, even if I don't care for him. Like Patrick Reed? Yeah. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. You'd rather have Patrick yes, Reed I would. win. I don't even know what Patrick Reed did bad because that's I'm not a huge golf guy. But, but he, I'd root for Patrick Reed. He defected to the live, dude, and he was just a dick beforehand. Oh, no. And he just cheated, cheated all that. the time. I and he really, just cheated all the time. Really hope a live guy wins. <laughs> I would Okay, so if Patrick Reed wins, quiet. dude, that would be like that would turn that would fucking you know golf would turn on fire. Um I've never rooted for a guy harder in my life. Patrick Reed. Oh my gosh. I think if like I think if DJ I think if DJ won, it wouldn't be as like it wouldn't be as bad. Because like I think people still like DJ. But I think if I think if Patrick Reed won, I think there would be fucking like a lot of commotion about it. Yeah, if like if if DJ like so that's what I mean. Like there's a few guys that like on live I would like if DJ won wouldn't care. Cam Smith wouldn't care. Phil, I think um, some people probably wouldn't care if Ke- Phil won. Kepka wouldn't care. Uh, Kepka's a kind of a douchebag, yeah, but I wouldn't care. That. I know, actually, I'm out on Kepka. Fuck yeah. it. If, like, Poulter, Patrick Reed, mm-hmm. fucking any, uh, I don't even know if Poulter's playing. He probably didn't call it. Like, Sergio, no. But if, like, DJ or Cam Smith won, I, I don't care. Like, that's that's fine. It doesn't, that wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah. Um, 
Did you guys see what, uh, so Harold Varner, did you see what he said today? Nope. Or whatever. So Harold Varner's on the live tour and it's actually a pretty fucking, it's finally like somebody kind of like come out and speaking the truth about it. And like, obviously he's saying he's part of it. So that's fine. But he goes, they're full of shit. They're growing their pockets. I tell them that all the time. You didn't fucking come here to grow the game. Like he just like he's like you guys just stop fucking yeah. saying stupid shit. Just admit it. Like, and that was my whole thing. I don't have a problem with people going to live. I don't care. I don't think anybody of that much relevance went. My problem is is the whole thing was is when they were trying to like say, well, we're doing it for the like the benefit like the benefit of the game in the future. No, you're not. Yeah. Just say that you did it to get fucking. Yeah, but paid. they were probably told not to say that. Um, well, of course they were. But my point is, like. Okay, but you can't get mad uh, at that when the Pats literally can't even speak their mind for the last 20 years because of Bill Belichick. Oh, my fucking Christ. Here we go. I am, dude, you and your fucking doom and gloom shit with the Patriots, dude, I'm over it. We're fucking, it's April 5th. We're we're a bottom five team in the NFL. Sheesh, will you shut the fuck up? We have Jerry's doing whatever he can to stop the golf talk right now. Just flip it to football. So he'll he'll say whatever he wants, even if it's stupid, dude, just to fucking change the subject. No, I truly oh, believe that we are bad. Um, but I can't I can't remember who said it, but I listened to one and they were like, "How do you feel about golfing next to the PGA players?" Um, from the live guy, and he was like, "Listen, we we are golfing for somebody else because we make more. Like a lot of us are making more money." I would never get mad at you as a journalist if you left for a different company because you financially helped your family. So why are you guys making a big deal of this? The journalist just well, like literally stood there. Well, right, but I don't think it's – see, we're not talking – this isn't apples to apples. You're not talking about a fucking a journalist leaving Sports Illustrated to go work for ESPN. You're talking about a fucking golfer leaving the PGA Tour to go – like basically worked for one of like the worst fucking who like, Nike political out- outfits of all time. Rory and Tiger for Nike. When they had kids in sweatshops. Kids in sweatshops. So you you like you just like think it's okay to kill people because they're gay. No, I'm just saying. It's oh, okay. Not okay. Oh, journalists, could you speak I, out about it? No, that's my point though. Like, there's a lot of bad. Like, big corporations make a lot of bad. You can't just pick oh. and choose. I'm, I I know they're all bad. They all make mistakes and they There's all do a, stupid shit. I'm not but, justifying what Nike does, but I'm saying like, when you like don't allow people to have fucking, you're talking about a company make like having like shops or whatever in foreign countries as, as opposed to like a country not allowing a massive group of people not to have any rights. That is a huge difference than fucking Nike having like kids working in a shop. I understand it's not good. But when you don't allow anybody to have rights and that you kill them for fucking because they're gay or they're fucking their religious beliefs is a massive difference. You're you're not talking apples to apples here, Shory. No, I think I am. I think you're you're taking sub stories of the whole government and making it into the whole like this is how the government feels about everything. I think because it's like, funded well, by the fucking government. Yeah, but I'm, I think you're taking. Little snapshots and making it seem like it's the entire government of like how it goes on there. That is exactly how things go on in Saudi Arabia, like with the Saudis. Like it's not little snapshots of like. 
Sorry. No, I've not been to Saudi Arabia, but like, it's not like history is like told me that this is how it is. I think you're taking snapshots of things. Okay. So like, there's just like a few, like a few atrocities they have here. So like, that's okay. No, I'm not. I don't think any of it's okay. I didn't say this. No, I didn't say the Saudis were good. I'm saying it makes sense if you're going to make your families richer by taking a job with a different company. If it's if it financially sets up your family, I don't sure. See, I don't have a problem with somebody going to take the money. I don't have a problem. I'm not going this moral moral fucking high ground. You have literally every time we talk about golf, bitched about live guys because they I go have, to a different no because they sorry, left for the I, money. No, I no, I've always bitched about them not admitting it. That's the reason for it. I don't care. I literally don't care. That they I make. bet you I can but find they, a bunch of examples of them just being like, yeah, I make more money. And if you watch, they, if they you do watch it now, full they swing, do now show, they, they all do. like Poulter, Dustin they Johnson. They do now. They but when they, fir- when they first went over, when they first signed them contracts, it was, oh, we're doing it for the benefit of the game. We're growing the game, doing all this other shit. It wasn't until recently where most of them started saying, well, yeah, obviously financially it's been better for us. Like, but initially when they first went over, none of them come out other than like Pat Perez because he's fucking irrelevant on the PGA tour anyway. And then like, yeah, I no, we're trying to grow the game. You know, I just want to play less, you know, and okay, I don't but give a, it is I'm changing not, the game. It's, it's 100% not, changing it. PGA is going to change the way they pay players. Well, I guarantee PGA changes. They already have started. I don't know the like the actual facts. I'm not a big golf guy, but I've read before that they've changed they've the way they're going to pay the, out players. They've increased the so that's a start. Of events. Yeah, that's a start. And I guarantee they'll start like changing the way what they can wear, what they can. I don't know. Listen to I, what they can do. I'm not sure about that. I I, guarantee I don't think I don't change. think it's. I don't think it's going to, I think the only thing that'll change is the financial aspect of it. I don't believe they're going to be like playing music on their fucking golf carts or like, I don't think that's just going to happen, but I don't either. I think that like financially, yes, it's going to, I think money is the only thing that's going to change. Right. I don't think like the wearing shorts in this, we're going to be the, the black aces or the hammers or whatever the stupid fucking team events that they do team names. I don't think any of that shit's going to happen. Yeah. So I think I, it's just going to be fine. I think stuff. there will be other things that change. So like, I think there'll be ways that the players are set up like the golfers, like they'll have places to stay that are set up for them. Um, there'll be ways that um, certain golfers are, don't have to like pre-rank into the PGA to get into things. Like, I think there'll be ways that things are set up um, that they get money ahead of time that some players who bring a crowd aren't going to have to prove themselves to get in to PGA tournaments. Like, I think there's different ways um, this is going to affect it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not saying like, I mean, they've already like guaranteed to guarantee some money. Like, if you show up to a tournament and you don't make the cut, obviously you don't usually win any money, but I think they change it where like, if you show up to a tournament and you don't make the cut, you're going to get like, your like travel expenses and like hotel will be covered or something like that. But like, you can't just have a free for all and like anybody wants to enter a tournament, they can enter it. You can't have 400 people in a tournament. So you have to be able to, you have to have like qualifications or to be able to qualify and all that stuff. So yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be like as, 
I, I, no, I'm not saying financially, it's like you said, they've already changed it. I just don't think much is going to change other than that. Mm-hmm. I just think like the top 40, 50 players in the world, like obviously the live guys aren't included in that. So those, you eliminate quite a bit of them there. Um, but like those guys won't have to prove themselves. Um, they're just going to make the trip to these like golf tournaments, I think in the future. So, um, well, like somebody like Cam Smith, I mean, I think Cam Smith can pretty much go to fucking any tournament in the world that he wants right now because he just started playing live. So he's still the number six guy in the sixth place. country. That. So yeah. he can do whatever the fuck he wants right now. Yeah. It's but it's be, guys like I, I think it's going to be interesting about it is that like <clears throat> when the big names that went over to live in this initial push, right? Like the Cam Smith, the DJs, the Mickelson, like Capka, like those guys. Like, once those guys, like, get to, like, the end of their prime, like, Phil's already passed it, right? But, like, once those guys, like, get past the point of, like, being relevant, like, are are there going to be the big names that go to live, like, the, on the second push? You know what I mean? Right. Like, are there going to be defectors from PGA that go to live that's going to keep this live, like, they don't even have a train going right now. Like, the the publicity that they're getting for this is so bad. It's It's not good. But, like, the Saudis don't care. They have so much money that they'll just keep funding it. But, like, are they going to get the second push of, like, big names that are going to defect is, like, what I'm curious right. about. Especially since the PGA Tour is, like, changing the way they yeah. pay players and the structure of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at it, like, you know, you look at, I'm looking at, the, like, the world golf rankings right now. Say, like, five years from now, you know, DJ, them guys are kind of out of it. Like, are you going to see guys like Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Shoffley, Homa, them guys jump to live. I don't, I just I don't, don't so, see it. Yeah. I don't and I feel like it's going to be like this, they, it's, and I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll, they'll find some guys that come up and they'll stop, you know, they'll stop paying guys coming right out of college and then whatever. But like, I just feel like it's going to be this whole, we have this like, you know, initial push for a, you know, three, three to five years. And I think after that, it's like, you need to, they need to be able to continue to backfill with superstars. And I just don't know if it's going to happen with the PGA tour changing the pay structure and how much money these guys can make and all that other stuff moving forward. So it's a, that's a great point, Kev. Two things. I think uh, Saudis will just up their money. Like they, they have unlimited. So it will just the, the, the amounts they offer more, but I don't even know, like in five years, like what, there's, a, there's also a good chance that the golfers are like, fuck it, let's just go back to PGA. Um, and how will, like, PGA respond to that? Like, if Dustin wants to come back, if, if Cam Smith wants to come back, like, how are they going to respond to these guys that not going over to live, but coming back to the PGA? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they've really, like, how that has to happen. Like, I don't know if they come back, if they automatically, I'm sure that's like, lawsuits involved like i don't know if they automatically get the tour card back or if they have to like earn it again i i don't know what mm. you know how that works i mean five six years from now i mean dj's how old's dj is dj 40 it's gotta be up there like so dj's gonna well, be cam's one, young cam, yeah. well, cam smith's a young superstar for sure but i mean the guys like dj i mean dj if dj's 45 46 and he made all this money through fucking live that guy is probably not going to five years from now is not going to want to really do anything. Right. But even you if know, like cam makes all this money from live and he's like, 
you know, it's just not as enjoyable. Um, and like a lot of my friends are playing in PGA. I want to go back to PGA. It will be interesting to see like, oh yeah, I've made enough money on live. Let's try to go back. And, and I just think it's like the response is going to be different. Like, um, first off, I think they will be like open. I honestly believe like the PGA will be open arms. Like, come on back. Um, glad to have you. I know like the commissioner of the PGA was like pretty set where he was like, I'm not. Yeah. Like I'm closing that door. If those guys made that choice, like I'm closing the door, like they're not coming back, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think that like with any sport, the players have more, well, maybe not football, but the players have more say than the commissioner does. Right. And like, I think if enough of these star golfers say like, we want DJ back, you know, we want Kepka back. I think, I think that it would change Monaghan's like thinking. I think like if that happened in the NFL, Goodell would say, fuck you, I'm doing what right. I want. But uh, I think that, yeah, I think that if enough of the star players, like the hardest thing is that the biggest star player is McElroy and he is the furthest person from letting these people back in. So yeah. I, I don't know. His word might go further than a lot of like the guys. Oh, like, I don't think he would care. Uh, honestly, I don't think he would. So care. I think McElroy would care. I don't McElroy's, I think he would. He's very vocal about. Yeah, he's thing. already been like they've already discussed how they've been talking with him and like shooting the shit and playing on the course with him. Um, well, he he the he said guys. this week. Yeah, he said this week he goes in. He was talking about um, some of the guys and he's like, it's not like I don't. He goes, I see Brooks all the time. He goes, I see DJ all the time. I, pra- I we practice at the same facility. We put. He's like. It's not that I like hate these guys basically anymore. He's like, I think that Rory's problem with the whole situation is he doesn't agree with what they did, and he hates the fact that like these guys are that leave the tour are like instantly like as soon as they leave the tour they talk about like the tour is a fucking it's bullshit and just bashing it up and down. It's like like it's very they're very easy to like just talk shit about it like it where it's like the entity that gave them a start. And it provided them basically an opportunity to go to live and make that kind of money. And I think that's where his problem was. Is like, why the fuck are they talking so much shit about it? Like you wouldn't have had this opportunity to go to live if it wasn't for the PGA tour. So it's like, you can go, that's fine. But just like, keep kind of like, keep your mouth shut about it. I don't know. I wonder too, because like obviously Tiger's time playing is coming to an end here in the next like couple of years, probably like he just doesn't have much time left because his body's wrecked. But, like, I wonder what Tiger's role is going to be. Like, does he have a role with the PGA after he's done? Like, some kind of, like, I don't know. I don't think he'd be the commissioner, but maybe something higher up that he has, like, a say in shit like this. And, like, I don't I don't know if Tiger's really vocalized, like, how he feels about this. I feel like I haven't heard much from him. So, but I feel like whatever Tiger says, like, has a lot of merit. So, I guess sure. that could be that could be something. I think whatever like, Tiger says goes. <laughs> yeah, it probably yeah. is true. Yeah. Did you see like how they were making a big deal about how uh, I guess the Masters tournament didn't invite Greg Norman because he's being a past champion, um, and like the guy I don't know if it was Jay Monahan or the guy from the Masters was like, we needed to like, this tournament needed to be about the tournament, not about Live versus PGA and all this other stuff, which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't necessarily disagree with, and then they said. They followed it up with saying, but I would like to mention that we've invited him every year for the last 10 years and he's shown up like once. So mm. like, 
Like, don't make more of it than it was. It wasn't mm. like he's shown up the last 10 years and we said, no, you're not coming this year. Like, he just hasn't been going to him anyway, so. But, all right, anyways, enough about Live PGA Tour stuff. Um, I'm going to ask you guys who you have this weekend, and then I get a little golf question for you after that. So, who is going to be donning that green jacket Sunday afternoon, Easter. Who you guys got? I will go with my my number one guy, and I'll be rooting for him uh, more than anyone, more than Patrick Reed. Uh, is Jordan Spieth? That's my guy. Yeah, it'd be cool to see Spieth win again. I used to be a Phil guy. Phil's uh, past his prime, so it's Jordan for me. I think my wants, who I want to win, is obviously Tiger number one because I just like whenever he wins, yeah. it's fucking fantastic. I think Homa is like probably my two I want, but I think the guy who's gonna win is gonna is gonna finally break through is Zalatoris, dude. He was too good last year to not have one, so I'm taking Zalatoris. Willie Z, love it. Oh, so I saw this little stat, you know. Wait, who's taking? Are you saying me? Yeah, you saying you you didn't you asked a question you're not gonna answer it yourself? No, I am. I'm, oh, I'm this is this is the beginning of your talk. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting okay. into it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little more. So, as good as Scotty Scheffler's been playing, I think I saw a stat that said the last ten winners, like previous, the last ten previous year's winners, have not finished higher than twelfth in the next year's tournament. So, as good as he's playing right now, I'm I'm gonna say it's not gonna be Scheffler. You want to say I, McElroy so bad, don't you? I do, dude. My heart and my my heart is just like Rory's finally gonna get it fucking done. He's gonna figure it out. Um, I just, I just don't see it happening. Really? I I I don't know. Like, there's something about Augusta and Rory. Like, he's Rory is like he'll he's probably gonna play tomorrow. He'll probably shoot four or five hundred tomorrow. And then what he normally does is he'll shoot fucking 76 on Friday and get out of contention. And then he'll do what he did last year and he'll shoot, he'll post a 63 in the final round and finish in the top five, which he does all the time. He just never seems like he can completely put a whole tournament together at Augusta. Like he always just like fumble fucks one round and it just screws him up. Mm. I hope that's not the case. I want Rory to win. Obviously, I agree with Kev outside of Tiger. Um, I'm gonna go with a guy. He kind of this guy kind of slides under the radar a lot. He but he is the number four player in the world. He's a oh, fucking, fucking hate stallion. Him, hate him. I know you don't like. Maybe you don't like him. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the guy. But I'm gonna say Cantlay is gonna fucking break through, win a major. I'm gonna take Cantlay to win. Um, I have no no backing that up. I actually was looking at the world golf rankings and I'm like going down through and I'm like. Willie Z, he might be a good pick. And then Cad picked him. So I'm like, well, I ain't going to do that. So yeah. I got to go with somebody else. I, I'm going to, and I'm not, because I, I feel like, I always feel like with the Masters, like whenever you like go to pick it, it's never like a fucking guy that is in the top five in the world or top 10. It's always like guys somewhat on the peripheral. And I kind of just like contradicted myself because Cantlay's in the top five. But like, I feel like if you asked a even like casual golf fans who know who Cantley is, like where do you think he is in the world? I bet ninety percent of them not going to say four in the country. 
Oh, I would have said more in the world. Honestly, probably like 30th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm just going to go with Cantlay just because it's different, but my heart is with fucking Rory. In time. Um, have I'm, said I'm just the opposite of Fagola. Like I, if I truly was going to put 10, a hundred dollars on a, on, on a golfer, I just feel like Rory has like some fire under him this year. And he's gonna come out like a like just dominate. Um, and I like I honestly believe that. Um, I think he's out to prove a point. So, like I said, Spieth is my favorite, so I'm rooting for him and I'm picking him. But like, if I had to put money, I'm putting it on Rory. Rory had a pretty you know fucking good year last year in majors, just never won one. Yeah. yeah you know just... what it is with Rory, dude? Like in the, this whole situation, and I I know this is like, but this is more or less like me kind of downplaying what he's doing is kind of like getting it in my head where it's like don't get your hopes up yeah because like it's like move. i'd rather like play it down and be pumped if he wins than have very high expectations and be like god damn it he fucking choked again or something like that i just but no sure i, I mean rory is he's playing I, if he's, he's locked in on day one dude it's over he hasn't won a major since 2014 yeah. Yeah, it sucks oh, i didn't know it was that long ago that's wild to me long, man I think it's if I was going to put money, if I had to bet money on this this tournament, I probably wouldn't do it on Willie Z. I'd probably put it on Rom. I just think Rom's like. Rom's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, like the golf, pay, the payouts, obviously, because like it's so hard to pick a winner. But like the payouts for like picking the winner of a golf tournament pays pretty damn well, huh? Like, oh, yeah. Like if you had to pick like a team to win like the, the championship in like the NFL next year, like the top pick is probably like, I don't, I don't know. There's no way it's this good of a payout. No. Plus 700 is Shuffler. Kansas City is probably like plus 150. Right. Is that what he is? 700? Yeah, so there's only three guys that are like plus less than 1,000, I guess you could say. like So Scheffler, McElroy, 700, Rahm's 900. So the cool thing about golf is like there just always seems can be that random guy that just goes nuts. Mm -hmm. Like he just has the weekend of his life, dude, and he makes that run. Has um I was gonna say earlier has has uh Scheffler's meal been released? What his meal is for the major? That was yeah, was, it was it was Tuesday night. Well, did they, do you know what a meal was? Yeah. Like was he a steak? Had, um, so he had sliders, hamburger cheeseburger sliders. As like an appetizer. Yeah. I fucking hope and so. Like, Jesus. Um. I have no idea like, what you guys are talking about. So whoever so wins every, the ma- yeah, whoever wins the Masters, yeah. like the next year, they do a dinner of all the previous Masters winners, and they get into a room and they just have a good dinner. But the winner of the previous year gets to pick what the entire meal oh, is, cool. like appetizer, meal, dessert, all that. It's like shit. your wedding, but you don't have to pay so, for like, it. So like two years ago, Hideki Matsuyama won it, and so like they were saying it was really cool because people always pick like filet mignon and lobster tail, but like when Matsuyama won it, he picked like an all Japanese like cuisine. So like cool. they said it was like actually kind of cool because like they always get the same shit every year. Yeah, I know. He had sliders. He had, like, bang-bang shrimp or something. There was steak on it. Um, yeah. Cheeseburger sliders, firecracker shrimp, tortilla soup, Texas ribeye steak, or blackened redfish, and then a warm chocolate chip skillet cookie for dessert. And then there's wine and shit. Is Scheffler from the South? From Texas. Yeah. Um, I think he went to Texas, too. Might have. I don't I think know. that was on full screen. Nah, he may have. I don't remember. Um. So what I was gonna ask you. So 
oh wait, never mind. He's from. He went to University of Texas. He's he was yeah, born we... in New Jersey. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he was Whatever. grew up there. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's true. Um. No, he. Oh, they moved to Dallas, Texas, when he was six. Okay. So, anyways, so what I was gonna ask you guys, I'm gonna apologize to Pelch because he actually sent this in our group chat, um, and I watched it. I didn't respond to it because I wanted to bring it up here tonight. Kev did a little bit, but um, Troy, I don't know if you watched it or not, but it was a TikTok Jeff sent that said, "Would you, your, would you take a million dollars?" So if somebody just said, "Hey, you can have a million dollars." There you go. Free and clear. There you go. Or you have 24 hours to get a hole in one on a par three. And you, if you, if you make it, you get a hundred million. What would you do? I'm taking the million. See, I like, I like we were talking, Kev wrote back to it and I agree with you, Kev. Like if that's like a, if that's like a flat, 130, 140 yard shot, maybe slightly, you know, the tee box is slightly above the green. I almost think I'm risking it. The and video, the, the video I, did say 150 yards, par three, 150. Okay, but I think say, if okay, it I if it was a flat green, like a flat, like hole, whatever, like 150 yards, compared to like hole four at Oakdale, say Sherry, like hole four at Oakdale, like zero chance I'm doing that. No chance. I, I'm not gonna hit hole in one in that. And the only reason I'm saying, like, I know this is, sounds ridiculous, but the mil- million dollars is a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, I'm if I if somebody gave me a million dollars right now, I probably like I'm gonna continue to have to work. You have to work for sure, yeah. Like it's not like it's money. It's not like it's enough money for me to just never work again, mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. I like, you know, and you know, you bought like investment properties right. and you know. But I mean, just straight up like not doing stuff like that. So it's like, that's why I'm like, you know, a hundred million, I could fucking yeah. live easy. Mm. And it's like, there's no repercussions for not doing it. It's like, you like one of those ones where you're like, oh, you got to go to jail. Right. right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, like, so never... I get some questions in the 24 hours. Is it like 24 hours consecutive or is it like I can pause after 12, go back you out get, and shoot 24, you get 24, hours. 24 hours. Okay. So how many shots do you think you can get in a minute? All right, so I think if you had a plan and you had some buddies that were, like, willing to yeah, help yeah. you out, right? So you got, like, a couple guys up by the green sweeping balls away in between yep. shots. You got a guy that's going to, like, tee the ball up for you. Because I think if you had to tee the ball up every single time, like, your back's shot by, like, hour yeah. eight, right? If you're teeing it up that many times. So that being said, if you had a, a group of guys that are willing to help you out for this, man, how many balls could you get? Man. You could probably hit realistically if somebody's re-teeing them and you somewhat take your time you know just like a rushing you could probably hit two to three balls a minute yeah yeah there's 2400 minutes in a day right yeah is that right maybe i'm wrong on my math uh no i don't think i'm wrong on my math 1440 there's 1440 minutes in a day so let's say, say let's just say conservatively two so you could, you could almost have like three thousand shots we'll say I think I'm going out. Okay, so you guys are probably you guys are more consistent, I think, on like that 150 range than I am. But you got to think about like that's 3,000 shots. 
how many like just think of like gray there's like i'm just thinking of like an, there's like a, some pretty easy par threes there there's got to be close to 3000 t- drives um a week mm-hmm. so how many weeks go without a hole in one um and how many is there like total in the year there's probably like four or five there total in a year um I, I, I think point. I think if I was honestly like I think it's a great I, I wouldn't have any faith in myself because I couldn't consistently hit 150 in my life right now. Maybe in a couple of years, I would feel way more differently about it. Um, hopefully I do. Hopefully I'm more confident with my irons. But um, but think about when you go to the range, like when you're playing a round of golf, it's completely yeah. different when you go to the range. Like, dude, if you go to the range and you can just keep hitting the same exact shot over and over, like you're going to start hitting that shot well. Yeah. But if if you're comparing this to like how many people shoot at like a par three during the course of a week on a single course, you only have one shot to do that. Yeah, for sure. So if you can continually just hit the exact same shot over and over, like you're going to eventually like get it fairly close. And it's just like you need a little bit of luck here and there. Yeah, yeah I it's think definitely like, So I am sure I, I one that was a very like the point you made as far as like if you go to like Spring Meadows and. So I think like if you say they have foursomes booked from like 7 a.m. to like there in the summer, you can probably play 18 holes at like 3.30, 4 o'clock. So say you have like 240, 280 players a day. So what is that? Like you're, you're still talking less shots in a week on the course than that one person can potentially get in that 24-hour spin. Mm-hmm. Well, but I do agree with you. Like there's probably, they probably go fucking, they could go a month during the summer and not yeah, have a whole That's month. just how I was trying to break it down. No, yeah. no, it, it, I, it's, it's a valid thing. And like, you're going to be a nice. lot better than most, probably most of those guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, there'll be I some that are better than you, but then, then there'll be oh, some sure. that are way worse, you know? Um, yeah, and you're hitting I, consistently I, like Kev's. So I think I'd have to like see the course, like see the hole, like see like where yeah. they put the the hole, the pin placement, just see what's going on. Like if I could see that shit, I'd probably make a decision then and there. Yeah, because Next. it's like because Mid- if it's like middle like, of the green, the- you can run it up to it if you had to. Like I'm probably gonna just try for it. Yeah, but like that's what I mean. Like if it's the uh, like that other par three at um, Spring Meadows where they have that, it's like that huge bank behind it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could actually so like, hit over there. No, I know, but what I'm saying is, is like, if that pin is located back left on that green, and you only have like fucking seven yards to land it on the green, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Like, but if I'm it's not, middle, you could hit back bank a, and roll in, dude. Right. If it's like a, like a, re- a decent pin, then for sure I'm gonna try to do it. But, um, yeah. So have you guys listened to the new Luke Combs, uh, album? No. Ah. no. My favorite song in there is uh, Five Leaf Clover. And uh, Luke talks about how how lucky he is. Like, he would have been just as happy if he had a three-leaf clover um, with his life because he has a great wife. He's got healthy kids. And you know what? That's what I thought of when I went with this. I was like, you know what? Life's not so bad. I'll just take the million and I can uh, put it away and it will probably grow and in 15 years, maybe I can retire. I can't retire right away, but I also know I could just be like, I, I like my boss now, but if I get a different boss, I could just be like, you know what? I got a lot of money in that bank, and mm. I can go find a different fucking job, so fuck you. And I'm going to take the five-leaf clover approach and be like, 
Life's not so bad for Andy. Um, I'm out. I'm taking the million. I, I, I mean, it's, you bring up good song. All too. Valid, you bring up all valid points, but Thanks. I still think I'm going after the hundred million. And I think, and you if, know what? Uh, if I think if I was you guys, I think I would. I think I could hit that one fifty. You know, so, so with that being said, Shory, I don't like. I'm, I'm pretty happy with my life. Love my wife. I have two two great kids. I'll be you know, retired before you, unless you, will, you hit. But, but also. You, I, you can look at it like this. Like, I don't need, if I don't hit the hundred million, I don't need that million dollars to like make my life any better or any happier. I'm content with where it is now. True. You could look at it like that. So here's another wrinkle into this whole, this question. Yes. Is like, do, do we discuss this with our wives beforehand? And does, does the decision then change where they're like, you fucking suck at golf. Take the goddamn money, you idiot. Like, does that happen? Oh, they're for sure saying take the fucking money. <laughs> yeah, I I think Kim supports my decision. Wow, I don't know. You think? So? Oh, yeah, yeah, yours. I'm taking the money. Mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so, okay, so, Shory, let me ask you this. Yeah. How much, how low of a handicap would you have to be to say, I'm going after the $100 million? Um, I think... When like I hit you... my driver best is that's like the best part of my game right now. Um, so if I could get more consistent with my irons, I don't know what like my handicap would be, but I just right now I can I feel like I can hit 150 pretty decent, but I go left or right a lot. Um, and I haven't corrected it yet. So if you that's were a ten, thing. if you were a ten handicap, what would you do? You know. <sighs> Because ten handicapping, yeah. you're you're pretty. If you're a ten handicap, you're pretty fucking. You're really good. good. Mm. Yeah. Boy, I think I would do it probably. <laughs> Try. Like it, dude. What about fifteen? No, you know, like I said, five leaf clover. <laughs> Just taking the five leaf clover approach. Fagola, what would you do if this situation arose, but the money was coming from Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I'd, I'd fully admit that I'm doing it for the money. You say no, no, thank you. I don't want to do either. I don't want the no, money. No, I, do it. No, I would definitely do it. it you fucking guys, you guys are throwing this back on me. I've never once criticized these guys for taking the money. Um, the other thing is, like, I would support you guys doing it because honestly, I feel like if I win a hundred million dollars, like my friends are done working too. Well, especially if you guys are one of the people that are helping me out, what like clearing the green, right, yeah. and teeing my balls, like you're getting a cut of that. I oh, no yeah. chance in hell am I the guy bending over putting it on the tee for you, but I will be <laughs> at the green. I'll take one off the fucking noggin, bro, for you. Oh, hold on, hold I will on. just we, not we, be the guy bending we, over. There's ways to fucking get around this. Like I'm not saying that you need to be that individual, sure, but like you could probably find some like. Just sit in a fucking lawn chair, right? Just chilling, drinking a beer, just grabbing balls, putting them down. You don't even have to move that far. That ain't a bad idea. You could also get, like, the tee box is fairly good size. You could tee up, like, five at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you also, like, would you want a coach there with you? Would you, like? No. No, like an actual, like, a real golf Like Joey Gorham. If Joey Gorham. Oh, God. Damn it. The I'd thing be is, laughing, happy, dude. I'd be laughing. I think off a lot of pressure. 
<laughs> I've no way. I feel like if you had somebody that's trying to tell you how to swing it, fuck it with your head so bad. Uh, I know. I'll tell you what. My dad would have to be a hundred miles away. <laughs> He'd get that motherfucker gets in my head like you never seen. Yeah. I can't right. golf with him. I never yeah. broke. A, I broke a hundred with him once, and I've golfed with him like ten times. You won a championship with him one time playing golf, dude. Yeah, that's well. That's because we're on the same team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Good stuff, dude. Uh, Celtics clinched the number two seed today, so uh, probably get Miami. Fuck Miami. They'll they'll run through them. Um, zero worries. Did they uh, already play and win? They or beat some team lost? Toronto today. Oh, okay. Without Jalen, without Horford. I mean, without Jason, without Horford. Um, anyways. Yep. Uh, Bruins still rolling. Um, uh, the, I did see that. Is it Montgomery, their coach? He said that they were now that they're so close to the record, they'll they'll probably push for it um, and they won't have to like go all out like they're still breast and burgy. So um, but they're going to go for the record for them for the most points in a season. So that's cool. Yeah. I think they should if you're that close and like you don't have to like they have a deep team. So I think they, it's OK to do that. What is that? 132 is the record. 132. I think it is. Uh, so there's seven points, seven points away with five games. Yeah, and they don't have to win them all, right? Like they only have to win yeah. their so. Right. Only have to win four. Doable, doable, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. You guys good? Yep. That's good, man. I'm good. Glad. Good. Uh, I'm glad uh, we were healthy and uh, wide awake for this one. So. Yeah. Bless um, yep. yawning tonight. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, baby Shory is due in three weeks, so we'll have to figure that out when that comes. Um, mm. Yeah. I was going to say, we're going to have to, might have to do some rearranging. I will be in Abilene, Texas a week from tonight. Crazy. Uh, So there's something for that, too. So we'll keep you posted. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just, you know, you might wake up on a Tuesday and then there's an episode or Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday. We don't know. We'll keep, stay on your toes. Stay on your toes. Um, All right. Stay healthy. Peace. Thanks, guys. Yeah.